This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hey everyone, welcome to Round Ball Stew. I am Matt Straup. It is Wednesday, March 31st. Today is our 4x5 episode, four writers from NBC Sports Edge for five minutes each. We're going to talk about some takeaways from after the trade deadline, some of the fallout from the moves that have happened. We'll hit some rising rookies in Orlando in a few minutes, plus much more, all coming up in just a second. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Start clean with Clorox, because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen, remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, 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 of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. (laughs) Well. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface. And we have a plot twist here at the start. I am joined both by Ryan Knauss and the mullet king of the Southeast, Steve Alexander. Ryan and Steve have, in an unprecedented 4 by 5 move, pooled their five-minute chips into one 10-minute token. So, guys, we're going to talk for 10 minutes here about some fantasy basketball-related topics. First of all, how, how are you? How is, uh, how's the hair, Steve? That's good. It's, it's getting longer, shaggier by the day. New people tell me every day that I should get a haircut. Strangers come up off the street and they're like, ah, dude, really? What are you doing? So like I was telling you guys, before before we tape anything ever, I just get it as wet as I can and just throw it all back into one one thing. And uh, it's sort of disguised when I'm on camera. It is. I mean, I, I could never tell looking at you as, you know, Matt said, you're all business in the front, Steve. I mean, yeah, that <laughs> he's the epitome. That sums it up. <laughs> the epitome of business in the front. Anything uh, going on with you, fantasy wise, Ryan? Has anything? You know, it's kind of been an interesting time this season where we're into the second half. You know, we just had the trade deadline pass. Have there been any? Have you been, made any notable uh, observations or moves or decisions lately? 
Well, one thing I, I spent last night and this morning combing all of the waiver wires in my leagues to make sure that Jaden McDaniels was was on a roster, uh, hopefully mine, uh, which he is now in most of them. So, so I'm thankful for that. He he's super impressive. I mean, the Wolves are confident enough in him that they had him guarding Kyrie Irving at times last night. He was the primary assignment versus James Harden. He had four blocks for the second time this season. So the defensive stats, he's proven that he has reliable three-point range. He has at least one block and I think five straight games now. There's really no reason. Like when the Wolves were starting Jake Lehman for a while, it's like, why? They're, they're clearly going nowhere. Uh, McDaniels has proven that he could be a really interesting two-way player. So I just think his role is going to be rock solid the rest of the way. Even if he's low usage, he can still chip in enough boards, defensive stats, and he won't hurt your percentages. So uh, I'm all, all aboard. Matt, that's an interesting question. Every single year at this time of the season, I have so much going on. I run this ancient NCAA bracket pool where I hand score these things. And it's like... It's the dumbest thing I could ever do because it takes so much time. And, uh, but it's kind of fun. And, and, and then I run, you know, with some of my friends here in the South, I run a NASCAR pool also by hand. And then I have like 11 basketball teams to manage. And then I've got three baseball drafts that I'm supposed to be participating in while I'm trying to blurb an 11 game. Hoops night with Ryan. I just get to the point where I just, I just check out for like, I I take a three week vacation right before the fantasy playoffs start. And you know, that's never a good, it's a good time to do it. Never a good recipe for success. And so somebody posted the standings from 30 deep, uh, somewhere on Twitter and people are like, Oh my God, did anybody see Dr. A's record in 30 deep? And it's, it's really, really bad. But when you're, when your first two picks in a 30-team league both get hurt for large chunks of time, there's nothing you can do about it. So in 30-deep, if you're healthy, you're going to compete. And if you're not healthy, you're you're done. You just cash it in early. So that's where we are. Sounds like you've, sounds like you've definitely cashed it in early. <laughs> Ryan, I, I want to respond to the Jaden McDaniels thing quickly. I looked at his last four games. He's having 12 and a half points two blocks and two threes. And we talked about him on, Steve and I talked about him the other day on the waiver wire podcast, but I somehow <clears throat> failed to get him in any of my leagues. And I, I hate that. Yeah. I feel terrible about it. Yeah, well, good news for you. There's plenty of interesting pickups still probably available, right? Like we saw Hamadou Diallo, who's available in most leagues. He kind of went off last night. So he's a good guy. Maybe Jay Sean Tate is still floating out there. I don't know. There's a lot of movement in, with the Rockets' wings these days. Um, Chandler Hutchinson even had, what did he score, 18 points last night? Second highest scoring 18 game points. Yep. Uh, in his NBA career in his first ga- game. So He had scored a total of 13 points this season. Yeah. <laughs> he had 18 last night. The Diallo thing is super interesting. 19 points, 10 rebounds, 3 assists, a steal, 2 blocks, and a 3. He also made 6 of 7 free throws. So that one's pretty exciting. I did pick him up in a league when he got traded to Detroit. Um, Steve, did you go talk, pick up Jay Sean Tate in all those leagues like we talked about the other day? No. Oh. <laughs> Steve was telling me the other day, Ryan, that Jay Sean Tate's available in all these leagues. And we were like, yeah, you should go drop Josh Jackson in all those leagues and pick up Jay Sean Tate. But well, he was hand, hand tabulating a NASCAR race. How could he possibly have time to <laughs> click add on Jay Sean Tate? Growing a mullet and working on my NASCAR game. Um, 
Speaking of Josh Jackson, did not play one minute in a Monday night's game. Yeah. So that's that's pretty bad news for him. He was productive early. So yeah, I mean, drop uh, Jackson, go get you some Jason Jason Tate. Saban Lee had a good game for the Pistons. Uh, he's playing some point guard. Is that Ryan's baby just going nuts my back kids there? Are, I don't know what's happening. My my twins are going crazy right now. It's almost nap time. They should be sleeping. I, I can't account for this. Are they getting haircuts right now? That's usually... <laughs> no. It sounds I like a haircut. I will myself while you finish your story. <laughs> I don't have a story. Um, anyway, Saban Lee I thought was interesting. I, he's got to be better than Dennis Smith Jr., right? I don't know what to make of Saban Lee. I mean, I like him if they're going to play him, but do they really intend to after Dennis Smith Jr. is back? Ryan, can you unmute to weigh in on this one? Have the, have the kids, uh, have they stood down or are they still? <laughs> they're still the howling, but they're further further away. So we'll see. Um, I, I just don't think that Detroit has any real incentive to play Dennis. Okay. <laughs> he's, he's muted again. <laughs> I think what, what my colleague was trying to say is they don't have any real incentive to play Dennis Smith Jr. Is that what you're saying there, Ryan? Yeah, I'm glad that you caught you picked up on that. Um, yes, whereas Saban Lee, you know, rookie point guard, they are interested in playing multiple point guards together. So even if they do decide to play Dennis Smith Jr., it doesn't, it doesn't uh, negate the possibility that he'll play alongside Saban Lee. So, uh, you know, if Lee can continue to score efficiently, I think that was a big question mark. If he can hit those marks as he did on Monday, he'll get enough steals, a handful of dimes. Could be worth kind of low-end point guard value. And I will jump on the Jaden McDaniels bandwagon also. I pointed out, you know, I, I blurbed that Minnesota game last night, and I told Ryan, I said, he should be your pickup of the day when he was writing the pickup of the day column for the, the DFS tools part of Edge. And uh, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm making McDaniels pickup of the day. Uh Big game. He's played well in three or four in a row. And, you know, there was Carl Anthony Towns news last night about his his dad was at the game and he was emotional. How how much longer is Cat going to do this? Is he going to finish out the season, do you guys think? Way in, Ryan, because Steve is on record saying that that he's only going to play five about five more games. And that was one game ago. So he's got four games left. OK, I. So I think it'll last longer than that, simply because D'Angelo Russell's going to come back at some point, and they want to build something for next season, right? So let's see how these two operate alongside a, a piece like Jaden McDaniels. Just building some some chemistry, some semblance of what they can look like next year. So I think that gives them enough incentive to play Cat a bit longer. But for sure, the Wolves, I mean, the more games they win, not that they're winning even with Cat on the court, but uh, were they to win more games, it just hurts their draft lottery odds, and they have real incentive to lose down the stretch to retain their own pick. So I think a shutdown is coming. Will it be within the next couple of weeks? That, I, that I'm not sure. Is D'Angelo Russell coming back? Do we know that for a fact? I, f- I kind of don't. forgot he played for the Wolves. <laughs> yeah, you're forgiven for that. He was n- apparently nearing a return a week or two ago, you know, ramping up, getting doing some on-court work, and then had a, a slight setback. <laughs> uh, but we don't get many details about Wolves' injuries, as, as you guys know all too well. So it's, you know, it's a lot of a guessing game. He's theoretically coming back. So I guess that's a good point, Steve. He had a slight setback. I like it. A hiccup. A hiccup. Uh, did anybody catch what Russell Westbrook threw down on Monday night? 
was it like 35 points, 21 assists or something like that? Or did I make that up? Yeah, like 14 rebounds. No, you got it. I think he was the first player in NBA history with a 35-20 assist triple-double. Decent. Just all sorts of Oscar Robertson talk. I mean, he yeah, he, he filled it up. And it was funny because the other night he had that line where he missed like all eight shots and fouled out in a single half. And like no player had ever <laughs> done that before either. <laughs> He also, but two games before that, he had a three for 15 shooting game with 18 rebounds, nine assists, two steals, four blocks, and eight turnovers. That was turnovers. the one. Th- th- that, that, I think that's he the one he was referring to. Too, right? He fouled out, but he did play 40 minutes. What's yeah, amazing but- to me, so the Wizards won last night. They're still 17 and 28 on the season, and yet they're two games out of the 10 seed and a potential play-in for the postseason. So I, I love this new play-in tournament. I've talked about it before, but I think it does so much to help fantasy managers because the shutdown risk is mit- mitigated to like an extreme extent. You could be 10 games below 500 and still have a chance at the postseason. Yeah, that's a really good point. An under-discussed an under discussed, uh, fantasy storyline. And on that note, I think you guys heard the alarm. Your your time is up, Steve. And that alarm goes off. I'm like, oh my god! Like I hear it. And I'm like, where am I supposed to be right now? <laughs> uh, what am I missing? Oh, and it stresses me out. I probably need to get a new alarm tone. Well, you're still gonna hear that one every time you come on this show. <laughs> true. All right, guys. Uh, the the first ten minute uh, double token combined usage, I think, was a success. This went well, right? No, it was amazing. Super fun. Yeah. 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 I'm gonna go make make sure my children are okay. Okay, yeah, Ryan, get your house get your house in order. Uh, Steve, <laughs> go drink some lemonade or something. Oh, right on. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. Right now, we are welcoming in Raphael Johnson for our weekly rookie check in. We're gonna try to hit a few names here that we have not talked about yet once. I don't think on the podcast, at least on these Wednesday episodes all season. You can correct me if I'm wrong, Raph. No, I think. And new names on, on the pod. You wrote about these guys in the Rookie Report recently. Chuma Okiki of the Magic. He's technically a rookie still, right? Yes, he is. Drafted in 2019? Yep. Drafted in 2019. A big trade deadline winner, obviously. Mm-hmm. In his first two games uh, after the Magic emptied the cupboard, Chuma Okiki averaging 18.6 boards, three and a half dimes, three and a half threes. Are you as excited about him as I am? Very much so. Like, simply put, who else are they going to play? Like, you know, in terms of this is a perfect time for them to see what they've got in Chuma. Um, obviously, Jonathan Isaac's out for the year with the torn ACL, so you can't really evaluate him in this environment. Same with Markel Fultz. So, Okiki's going to have opportunities to score on his own. Um, he can do some work in terms of setup a facilitator as well. So, I think he's about – he's top 100 over the last week if not last two weeks, one of those two. But, yeah, that, that team's not a very good one in terms of efficiency. They're not very good overall, but yeah, I think you get what I'm saying here. But in terms of Okiki, I think he's a guy that if you have room on your fantasy roster, he needs to be picked up. Yeah, and I mean, look, Orlando kind of gambled taking this guy 16th overall in 2019 when he had just torn his ACL. So mm-hmm. clearly they liked him a lot as a player, and I'm just happy yeah. to see that they're actually – you know, doing it. I mean, Otto Porter is now playing for them. I, I was kind of worried it was going to be like, oh, Kiki had the one good game after the trade deadline. Now they have all their guys and yeah. he's not going to get enough minutes. But I think he got 30 in the second game. So very encouraging overall. Mm-hmm. Also in Orlando, we saw RJ Hampton get 17 minutes in his Magic debut. And you wrote about that. 10 points, three boards, a steal, and a triple. Does he have a chance to become fantasy relevant this year? Or is that wishful thinking? I would hope so. You know, they, they look at him as, a, as an off guard. 
he can play both guard spots. They look look at him more as a two, which is obviously you know the path you want to take for your Orlando because you selected a point guard with your own first round pick and Cole Anthony. So you want to make sure Cole understands that he's your guy that you anticipate being one of your future point guards along with Markel Fultz. Um, but RJ got some minutes on the ball after Michael Carter Williams got hurt during that game Sunday night. I think he's got to get at least 20, 25 minutes per game. I, I wouldn't call it malpractice if he doesn't, but that team's terrible. They're not going to the playoffs. you got to get those young guys as many minutes as they can handle right now. You may be in a little bit more wait-and-see mode with him in terms of picking him up, but I think we're going to get to that point where he's going to be getting safely into the 20s and minutes. I'll call it malpractice, Raph. <laughs> say it. You won't say it, I'll say it. Right. Uh, per 36 minutes, he's... What stands out to me is nearly eight rebounds per game yeah. per 36 minutes. So, you know, there's a path to uh, some some fantasy intrigue there for him. And the, the one other name we were going to talk about here is a guy we mentioned a minute ago when Steve and Ryan were here, Saban Lee. Yeah. We've seen him reemerge for Detroit. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr. has been out. Lee had 19 points, five times a steal, a block, and two threes on Monday. So DeLon's gone. DSJ's been injured. How do you measure Saban Lee's value moving forward? I think right now his value is really good. He started last night. He's going to get his minutes. I think the bigger concern, not so much Dennis Smith Jr., is what happens when Killian Hayes is healthy enough to play. And obviously, he was their lottery pick at the point. Um, he's going to get his minutes. They're playing Corey Joseph plenty. I think I overheard you guys when you were recording the previous you know, portion of the pod that they like to play multiple point guards. Uh, they would like to. So there's going to be minutes there especially when you look at their off-guard situation. There really isn't anyone that jumps off the page. You know, maybe Wayne Ellington for three-pointers, but in terms of, of a rebuild, I, I don't see him as a long-term future guy for Detroit. So I think Saban Lee right now is a player that a bit of a gamble because of the number, the different pieces that they've got at the point, but I think it's a gamble worth taking. It's always a, l- a little awkward when, like, a guy like Saban Lee, who went 38th in the draft, yeah. just looks so much more ready than Killian Hayes, who went 7th. I mean, not mm-hmm. to say we can really judge Killian Hayes as a prospect when he's 19 and is just getting accustomed to the NBA, but it's like Saban Lee just looks much more ready. So, yeah, they're, they're kind of in an awkward spot there uh, in terms of what to do with those two guys. I still mm-hmm. – I'm picking up Saban Lee, who's just 2% rostered. Let's see where it goes. Yeah, great. All right. Well – we, we timed that out pretty well. I think we were basically out of <laughs> topics and then the alarm went off. So good uh, good work. Uh, Raph, <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for stopping by. And everyone, check out The Rookie Report on NBC Sports Edge every Thursday. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Take care. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Start clean with Clorox, because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... 
Hey, listen, remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, 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 of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. <laughs> well. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface. Just want to remind you that if you are struggling to decide who to add off of waivers, who to start, who to sit, etc., you can get access to our new League Sync tool, our DFS tools, and betting tools by going to edge-plus.nbcsports.com. Enter the code STU10 for 10% off any subscription. We are here, as always, with Jared Johnson. Something just crashed outside my door. Good timing. Jared... What's up? How are you, man? Uh, first off, control all delete the previous conversation about Nick Claxton, except for the fact that you totally incidentally called it by suggesting Lamarcus Aldridge might show up, and he did. So, uh, <laughs> anyways, moving on from that point, um, I want to talk. Wait, doesn't control doesn't control all delete lock your screen? Is that control what we're doing? All, we con- control or do you control all delete. C- control a delete. Yeah. No, but isn't isn't that like to lock? Okay, whatever. Control Z, undo. Okay, Command no, that, that would be Control Alt okay. Delete. But I'm just Control Alling and deleting. Oh, Control Alt. Yes. I didn't hear Control Alt. Yes. Okay, I don't want to waste our time too much on keyboard commands. Carry on. Yes. Um, today I want to talk about a guy that I don't think there's a clear consensus on him. Okay, uh, and his name is Dylan Brooks. Uh, last night, he had pretty much a prototypical Dillon Brooks stat line, 17 points, four boards, four dimes, two triples, and a steal. And of course, he shot 33% from the floor, which is pretty much right in line with his season averages. Uh, Dillon Brooks is shooting 39.8% on 15.5 attempts this season. Is he doing more harm than good in category leagues? You know, I've I've truly gone back and forth on this one for much of the season. I think it where I've currently landed is I, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. I dropped him in the league where I had him. I think I had him in the last Roto World League maybe for a couple weeks. But, you know, I look at his yeah. stat line. If it was just the 16 points and two threes per game, I think I would say count mm-hmm. me out. But... He's also getting 1.3 steals, which is a, a nice little number there. Yes. So that kind of mm-hmm. pushes me over the line on liking him. If that stat line had like a 0.6 or 0.7 steals, I would be out. But I think that, and he's playing really well right now. He is kind of right yep. around that. I'm looking at Basketball Monster 141st overall. So that puts a guy right on the line of like, should you start him? Should you not? But I don't know. I think when I look at those points, threes plus the steals, I'm in on it. I'm okay with it. Yeah, I've gone back and forth on him as well. Um, if you if you previously had him in the Roto World League, I am now the current roster of gotcha. Dylan Brooks, and I've tossed the idea around. But um, I don't know. I, I think a little bit of his team fit. If you have if you have those guys like a Clint Capella or a Zion Williamson that really is going to boost your field goal percentage, he's not going to single handedly tank it. Yeah. There will be weeks where it's not super fun. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm kind of on the same, I think, end of bench kind of guy. There's there's nothing really wrong with it. Yeah. And field goal percentage is a category I'm okay not being great in. You you can't be like terrible in field goal percentage and turnovers and free throw percentage, for example. But, if, you know, if yes. that's a weak spot, <laughs> if that's a weak spot, but you have like a good turnover team, you're okay. Yeah, I agree. 
Okay, so that's kind of sorted out on Mr. Dylan Brooks. I think we very sorted that one out. Let's uh, move on. Not even kind of. To, <laughs> let's move on to another man in Memphis, Mr. JJJ. We're 60... Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. No, I know. I'm just kidding. Sorry. <laughs> uh, we're 64% through the season. And our most recent update, which there have been almost none of, to this point. But our most recent update said that he's going to return in late April. <laughs> okay. Uh, the season ends May 16th. Yeah. Uh, let's just arbitrarily give him a late April date. My birthday's April 27th. Let's say he returns on April 27th. Okay. Memphis has 12 games at that point, four of which will be back to back sets. And a lot of fantasy leagues are going to end on May 2nd. Yeah, it ain't happening. Is he a guy? Is he a guy that's worth even, even stashing at no, this point? No, I, I'm normally the optimistic guy, and and like you know, oh, this could still work out. I can see a path to it. I don't see it. I'm going full Doctor A here. No way. There's no point. Save your roster spot unless yep. you've got like a bunch of IR spots, and there's no, and there's no harm to keep him around in your league if you got like six IR spots or something. Wow. Otherwise. Otherwise, you drop him. I mean, if you need that space. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of at the point where it's even if there's an IR spot available, I'm not. I don't know. I just I don't see it this season. Even if he comes back late April, there's going to be a ramp up process. Like, what are we really expecting him to do for you? Yeah. Not much. The timeline you just laid out, it is it is not happening this year for, for Jaron Jackson Jr. in fantasy. But uh, very shady of you, Memphis. I would have liked more than zero updates on this along <laughs> the way. Something more than zero transparency would have been nice. Um, Jared, yeah. our timer just went off. That five minutes flew by. Do you Ooh. have anything you want to quickly say before we uh, before we make, make haste? Uh, no, I think we perfectly crushed the time on that segment. <laughs> Nailed it. Wrapped up beautifully. <laughs> Nailed it. All right. Well, Jared, we will look forward to seeing you back here uh, next week. And thank you for bringing two players that we hadn't even thought about. Uh, so far on the podcast as always i will catch you next week okay sounds good see you man adios that's gonna do it for us don't forget to subscribe on apple podcasts on spotify wherever you listen take a second to rate and review us as well we would appreciate that we're gonna be back here on friday to do whatever we do on fridays talk about some more fantasy stuff thanks to steve ryan raf and jared thanks to all of you for listening we'll talk to you soon The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because I got the charcoal mask. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? <clears throat> Hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed.